Did you hear the amazing news about the Board Teachers Spring Break Comedy Tour 2022? <gasps> we are going all around to Florida and then up to the Northeast and hopefully making it all over the country for the Summer Break Tour. I am so excited about this. If you are in Florida or in if you are in Florida or in the Northeast region, New England area, uh, you can find the list of the dates and places that we will be at on the board teachers website. And I will also put those links on the hot mess teacher express social pages. So you can find this comedy tour coming to you. Who is going to be on this comedy tour with you, Miss Jess? Well, let me tell you, thank you for asking it is going to be Devin Seabold, Casey Mack, Honest Teacher Vibes, who is just honestly one of my one of my favorites. Um, we have Mr. William, we have Principal Brooks, oh my gosh, and also Vinny. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. If you have not seen the poor teacher's promo video that they put out for this comedy tour. Just, just go, go give it a Google because Vinny makes it worth the Google. Let me tell you what, I laughed way too hard. (laughs) He's absolutely amazing. I'm just, I'm so excited about this crew that is going on this comedy tour. I'm so excited to be on the comedy tour. The Hot Mess Express is going to be just be bopping along to all of these cities. If you do not see your city list, sorry, if you do not see your city or sitting near you on the list, please, please, please go to the board teachers website or go to the link on the Hot Mess Teacher Express um, social pages and make sure that you fill out that section at the bottom where it asks you for your city because all of those, all of those little suggestions are being compiled. And if there is enough, then we're, we'll see you we will see you. I'm, we will. All right. So please get your tickets if you haven't gotten them already, or just patiently wait and keep putting in those requests for your city to be a stop on this spring break comedy tour or summer break comedy tour. (sighs) It's going to be so much fun. All right. Do you ever just look the way that you feel? Yeah, that's where I'm at today. Today wasn't a great day and that's okay. It's a full moon week and I think that's, I'm I'm just going to blame it on the celestial skies. All right. All right. Hot messes. Welcome aboard the full moon. The Hot Mess Teacher Express. All you have messes. Did you hear the big news? Hot Mess Express is going on tour. That's right. With Board Teachers Spring Break Comedy Tour. We are going right around to Florida, up to the Northeast, and then hopefully be hitting up a city very near you this summer. Um, 
that list of places that we are going to be in Florida and in the Northeast is available online. If you go to the board teacher's website, um, it should pop right up for you. And it's just, it's so exciting. I'm so excited about this tour. The people on it, we've got Devin Siebold, Casey Mack, Honest Teacher Vibes, who is just one of my nearest and dearest. Uh, Mr. Tell Williams and Jerry Brooks and Vinny. If you have not seen the video, our promo video, <laughs> just Google it because Vinny is worth worth the Google in that video. I He's probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. So the board teachers comedy tour and that link will be in the hot mess teacher express Instagram and Facebook for ya. Again, I'm just so excited. Please come out and see me. I really want to see you guys. And if you do not see a city near you, please go and put in that information where you want us to go because all of that info is being gathered and we are putting together a list of places where people most need us to hit up. So go get your tickets to this comedy tour. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And I'm so, so excited. Yay! All right. Today on the Hot Mess Teacher Express, we're going to be talking about two ways that states are responding to teachers. And there are very, very different ways in which states are responding to the teacher burnout and cry for help and cry for respect and maybe to be treated like an ounce of the professional that they are. Okay, so the first one that I, the first state that I want to talk about is Missouri. Okay, the Missouri governor, Mike Parson, was visiting around in different schools and he shared with this crowd that almost half of Missouri teachers leave the profession within five years. And this is just, this is not acceptable to him. And just FYI, Mike Parsons is a good guy. We like Mike Parsons so far. He went all around to the different schools and called out the teacher shortage and now recognized that 120 Missouri school districts are operating under a four-day week. A four-day week. Let this sink in, because <laughs> that sounds real nice. Can you imagine? Uh, Scotland County Superintendent Ryan Burgesson in Missouri says that, that students are actually in class more hours during the school year in a four-day school week than they would be in a five-day week. So they're now in 1,104 hours throughout the school year. And two years ago, they were at 1,098 hours. So they've upped the hours. They've somehow managed to get more classroom time Let's just take a look as to why they were looking at this four-day work week and why they implemented it. So the school board president, Donnie Wyatt, said that the idea of talking about looking into a four-day school week, the main reason is to hire and retain teachers, keep our good teachers, and also recruit good teachers as well. 
to stay on the cutting edge side of recruitment is one of the reasons why it got brought into the arena. Oh my gosh, what a novel idea. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. They also said that early research has found that school districts with four-day weeks have been able to attract veteran teachers to their schools. A lot of school districts report that when they go to a four-day week, they're getting those veteran teachers from five-day week districts, which is really interesting. And I would absolutely do the same thing. Are you telling me that that next door county is having teachers work for four-day weeks rather than five-day weeks? Mm, I'm going to put my application in. And this is for the teachers to retain them, to help them out with the, with life in general. Can you imagine, again, like, can you imagine having an extra day to get your personal life in order? Maybe I could take one of the days to rest and be a human. I don't know, maybe. This is allowing for school districts to recruit these teachers, these excellent educators. They can attract those teachers. They can retain those people and almost make school functional for everyone because to me, a happy teacher means a happy classroom, which means a functional classroom, which means a functional school. At what point are we going to stop pointing the finger at teachers? This is not their problem. This is not their problem. Also, Mike Parson said that another way to recruit teachers to the state is, oh, money, money, money. Who knew? Also money, time and money. That's all we're asking. Time and money. And he would like to see the base pay for teachers raised to $38,000 a year in Missouri. Currently, it is at $25,000, which is not great for recruitment. Um, but I don't know how he's going to implement that. I don't know if that's if that's just nice words from Governor Mike Parson. But I hope to see the light come to this situation and... I hope to see more schools adopt this idea and this attention that Mike Parsons is calling to a huge problem, which is teacher burnout. Teachers are leaving education and a Missouri governor is willing to cut school weeks to four days a week. And again, the hours are all still there and also pay teachers more time and money. I don't know. Missouri sounded real nice. I, I like, I like Missouri. All right, let's take a little turn to some, some cloudy, some cloudy skies, a different response over in Indiana. All right. If you haven't heard, there is Indiana House Bill 1134. If you have not heard of this bill, maybe cover your ears because you don't want to. It basically would require educators to post lesson plans and curriculum materials for the year to parents so that they can opt in or opt out of certain educational activities. 
And it would also require schools to form curriculum and advisory committees of made compiled of parents and educators. That last part maybe sounds nice. Maybe. I don't know. But this, this is honestly from a teacher's perspective. I just, I have concerns about this. One of my first concerns is lesson planning. Okay. I know it's a joke sometimes, like how much I say I do not lesson plan. But often the reason that I don't lesson plan ahead of time is because like, well, have you ever been in a school? Have you ever been in a classroom? On on the most planned weeks, like the weeks that I was doing my absolute best is when I would get an email at 7.48 a.m. about a surprise assembly at 8.30. Oh, and then don't forget that kids are being pulled for benchmarking tests. Oh, and then some kids need to be taken for the spelling bee or the spring concert rehearsal. So like, there's so many things that could go awry that I have to remain flexible and having no concrete plan helps me stay flexible. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning day to day for just my own sanity and need for flexibility because, you know, I have actually spent more than three minutes in a school, unlike some of these legislators that are creating this House Bill 1134. I'm also planning day to day because the needs of the kids in a classroom are, they're so all over the place. Like I need to differentiate and they're changing constantly. Some kids don't need this lesson. Some kids do like there's so many moving parts to a lesson plan in a classroom. They're all at different stages and levels. And so like I'm often running three to four different versions of a lesson because of the different learning styles or the levels or the different needs. And sometimes we need to skip lessons or spend more time on some. Does anyone see how horrible this is? Not just, not just for educators and the way we do our thing in our classrooms, but also for the needs of the kids in our classroom. These kids in our classrooms are not these cookie cutter kids that all have the same exact need. No, they're not. And I don't don't know if that's the idea that we have with, with this legislation. So again, planning day to day works for some classrooms, like for me, while planning out a week works for others. But the idea that this bill is asking educators to plan out their entire year before this year from hell has barely had time to be put to rest or cool off. The lesson plans for the year would be required to be uploaded by August 1st of 2022, which means educators are kissing that much needed summer break behind so that they can plan and put these things in. Or they just won't come back. You know, that's an option too. This episode is supported by our friends at Mimic Insurance Company. Mimic Insurance, affordable auto and home insurance for teachers and school staff, including higher education institutions in the great state of Michigan. Mimic understands what you do, so they offer educator exclusive insurance coverages and savings. Get a quote at mimic.com slash savings. 
Discounts and savings opportunities subject to eligibility requirements. Coverage is subject to all policy terms, conditions, exclusions, and limitations. Subject to underwriting eligibility requirements. Insurance underwritten by Munich Insurance Company, 1685 North Optic Road, Auburn Hills, Michigan, 48326. Okay, my second thing that I have a problem with is this is like a punish them all mentality. If you're an educator or work with children, you know that group punishment over what one child does, it just, it doesn't work. In my experience, holding the group responsible for the bad kids' actions never, ever works. It doesn't. I tried it my early years of teaching. I tried it over and over and over. And it just, it, no, it didn't work. No matter the class, it does not work. And this is kind of what this bill feels like to teachers. Listen, are there educators and teachers across the country that are not doing or saying the right things all the time? Yeah, for absolutely. But listen, most of us educators are not doing that because we are professionals. We are trying to educate children in their ABCs and one, two, threes, how to socially respond with kindness and understanding. Also keeping our mouth shut about the way we are being disrespected by adults and leaders, all while trying to hold everything together in this poop circus that is the public education system. Why are we being forced into this policing curriculum and lesson plan situation? Are, are there that many educators doing this, that this needs to happen? And if there are that many, isn't there a way for parents to have conversations with educators or school administration or their school boards? Like if only there was a way they could communicate, because guess what? Not all teachers are bad. Not all teachers are indoctrinating your children with their political agendas. Most of us are good. Most of us want to teach your children the future of this country, how to respond to the, the varying and differing opinions and beliefs, but in a kind and constructive manner. Most of us are the good guys. So I don't understand why this bill is even coming to fruition before those conversations have been had with the educators that this is apparently is being pushed towards. My third problem with this is that parents are in control of education. Now, let me explain because I know that sounds that sounds harsh. But when did it get to the point where parents and teachers are not on the same page? on the same team. What is the overall goal of a teacher for their students? I want you to answer that in your head. What is an overall goal for you as a teacher for your students? Okay. And what do you think is the overall goal of a parent for their children? If, if those answers in your mind are not somewhat overlapping in a certain way that is positive for the child in your class, then a constructive conversation should probably happen between parents and their educators. Why is it automatically that the parents are the bad guys? 
or that the teacher is lying and needs to be monitored and judged. (laughs) We unfortunately live in this time where the worst intentions are always intended. Or that's the thought of some people. We have to attack, we have to attack, 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 because that's like, that was their worst intention. And that's definitely what they meant. And I may not have all the information, but I am going to jump to conclusions and, uh, and just assume that worse intentions were, were meant here. No. Why? When I taught middle school, we read an opinion article. Excuse me. When I taught middle school, we read an opinion article. Thank you. Together that asked, should toys be separated by gender? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. It was a great discussion. But if this article was on my year-long checkup on me curriculum list and plan for the year that I uploaded on August 1st, I bet some parents would have an issue with it and immediately opt out of this activity without having a conversation with me. But let me tell you that this activity prompted a discussion in my classroom that I had never seen before. I had middle schoolers who were not involved at all in the day-to-day, minute-to-minute life of the classroom. And they got their informed opinion, or they created their informed opinion, and then we're able to defend it kindly, humanely. When students opt out of these activities, it changes the experience and benefits of the classroom. If a parent had taken or opted out of this activity with their child, not only is their child missing out on that experience, but their class is missing out on hearing their perspective and opinion. And also, like, just talk to me about it. And I will most likely answer the questions that you have, saying that we're also reading an article that said it's important to separate toys by gender. So we shouldn't be questioning each other as parents and teachers. The first assumption should not be accusatory, and worse intentions should never be assumed. You trust me, I trust you. We work together for the same goal. And I understand that that's not a reality for everyone. But if that fact that we are working together for the same goal is ever questioned, or if a parent has a concern, have a conversation with the teacher. Do not go right to admin. Do not go and assume that that teacher has the worst intentions for your child. No, we all have the same goal for your kids. My fourth point is that this is a disaster for special education students and educators. And that that's all. That's that's the point. My fifth one is that this is not great for who education should be for. And that's the kids. Listen, I run my, I run my classroom like a family. Do I get along with some of my family members better than others? Yep. You bet I do. Do I enjoy hanging out with all of my family members? Nope, I don't. When I make dinner or... Let's be real. When I order dinner, will everyone want grilled salmon and broccoli? (laughs) That's so silly. Will everyone want pizza? No. So like, how do we function all together? 
and that's that's relationships. And I know that that has kind of come like an eye roll word in order to maintain your classroom functionality. But hear me out. Whenever doing a novel study in my classroom, I let the kids vote on what book they wanted to read and dive into. I would present the book and another book and another book and they got to explore and talk to each other. It was it was a good like week-long process just so that they had time to really think about it because I'm not going to fight them or force them to read something that they are not interested in. Will some of them have to? Yeah, they will. And th- and they'll survive. They'll get the next round. It's just not a fight that I ever had time for. And it also, I knew I was going to lose that fight. But this bill takes away that choice from them. Another thing this bill takes away is the opportunity to talk to or refer students to resources about social, emotional, or psychological health services without prior parental consent. Would I, as an educator inform and have a conversation with the guardians? Yeah, absolutely. It might be after the fact, but remember we're on the same team. And some of these conversations that we have in our classrooms are conversations these kids don't feel comfortable with having at home. And and that's that's nothing against their homes or their parents or guardians. Like school is sometimes the safest place for them and sometimes me, to figure out their ideas, opinions, and thoughts. Educators see these kids in different lights than their guardians do. But this section of the bill is scary not only to students whose safe place is school, but also to teachers who are going to fear that there will be repercussions if they reach out to a student that they think is in need of support. It totally takes away that relationship aspect. It takes away the fact that your student might trust you a little bit more than someone else in their life. And again, that is not a diss against the guardian or whoever is below you. It just means that that child needs you to listen, to help where you can, and you are their safe place. And taking away that safe place is going to be detrimental for the students. My sixth problem with this bill is just, it's chaos. (laughs) I mentioned that lesson planning for a year is a bit far-fetched for someone who sometimes forgets to print off the copies for the activity that we're about to do in 10 minutes. Whoopsie. But the idea that parents will have full range to opt in and out of activities makes me just like smile and nod. Let's, yeah, great, great, awesome. Just add it on, add it on. I, cause we're all busy. Okay. I know we're all busy. So maybe these magic year long lesson plans will be looked at the week of, or probably more likely the day of by parents or guardians Parents will look at the lesson plan for that day or week and opt their child out of that activity for the week. Okay, they're allowed to do that according to this bill. But can you imagine feeling all good about yourself about being so prepared and ding, you've got mail from a parent asking for an alternative assignment for today's reading activity, for, t- for today's reading activity that you're all prepared for? No, 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 no. The idea of the amount of emails that you would get 
it makes me nauseous just thinking about it. And also the idea that you have to have a backup activity just in case those emails come in. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. Hold on. So wait, not only, let me do this math in my head. Not only are we lesson planning for the year, but now also planning another set of lessons and activities as alternatives. Mm. So, yep, you counted that right. So now there's two sets of lesson plans for the year. This is is just getting better. Awesome. All right. My final thought on this bill, House Bill number 1134, is that if you, as an administrator, as a parent, as a guardian, as a citizen of your town, because I know you people are out there. If you have time to look through a teacher's yearly lesson plan, or maybe multiple or all of the teacher lesson plans, if you have a high schooler, you're probably looking at a lot of yearly lesson plans. If you have more than one child in a public education system in Indiana, you probably would have a lot of lesson plans to look through. And if you're looking through those lesson plans because you don't trust that teacher or the system in which they teach, if you have the time to do that, then you have the time to substitute at your child's or your local town school. Volunteer as well. You would have time for that, obviously, because you're looking at all of these yearly lesson plans. Volunteer to cover duties for the teachers so that they can plan for these years or maybe help teachers with prep, make copies, or I don't know, maybe you would have time to write a nice email or have a positive and constructive conversation with the educator in which you do not trust. I, I hate this and I don't ever use the word hate. But I hate that Indiana legislatures have passed this through their house where it is currently waiting in the state Senate. (laughs) Teachers are crying out for help, for a break, for something, for humanity to see them as humans, not the superheroes that you all claim we are because we do it for the kid. No, we are humans. We're crying for something to be taken away off of our plates so that we can function as humans. Because this is our job, not our life. We saw how Missouri responded, and this is how Indiana responds. Teachers deserve more. They are professionals and are currently being treated like garbage. Garbage. No, garbage. Garbage sounds fancy. Garbage. Teachers are being treated like garbage. And if you listen real close, Indiana, that is the sound of the door closing behind the mass amount of teachers that are leaving the education system because of this. Please do not make this mistake. Please. There has to be better ways in order to support teachers, in order to support the children that those teachers teach. Let's let's try it again because this is this is not okay. (sighs) All right. Those are my thoughts. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you are a teacher in Missouri or Indiana, I would really love to hear from you. Let me know on either side of the spectrum how you're feeling. And please reach out to me. 
on Instagram or Facebook at the Hot Mess Teacher Express podcast. We are going to be doing some exciting things, especially with the tour coming up, having some of those amazing people that are on the comedy tour with me, with board teachers. We're going to have a fun time and I hope that you stay aboard the Hot Mess Teacher Express. If you are a teacher, don't listen to these crazy Indiana legislators that have never been in a classroom. Obviously, that has never been more clear, according to this bill. Please do not let this make you feel like you are less than a professional than what you are. You are a professional. I see you. I hear you. And and we're here to make some noise about some of this bad stuff, these bad solutions that are coming up. All right. I will see you aboard the Hot Mistake Express next time. Bye.